the debates from Phoenix, Arizona, Mark Kelly versus Martha McSally. And then from Salt Lake City, Senator Kamala Harris versus Vice President Mike Pence. This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele. Welcome back. Today on Wait What, we'll be covering the Arizona debate between uh, Mark Kelly and, and Martha McSally. That was a lot of fun last night or night before last. And uh, we'll, co- we'll also cover the vice presidential debate between Kamala Harris and What's his name? Mike Pence. <laughs> that was good. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep that one in. Don't don't re-edit I that one. I won't be. I won't be taking that out. <laughs> so the debate was, I think, an interesting thing for me. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. We had news. We had news. Oh we had yeah. News. Oh yeah. We're going to talk oh, about the yeah. other news. Just minutes ago, the uh, Court of Appeals, Federal Court of Appeals, ruled that Trump cannot delay or refuse the subpoena on his tax records. And then he has to turn them over. Now, this isn't a Supreme Court ruling, so we still don't know how it's going to end up, but it's moving up the chain, and it ought to be there soon. In fact, I would expect the um, Supreme Court to come out with a stay within 24 or 48 hours, but we'll see what happens. And if they, in fact, do, it's another example of a corrupt court. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, back to the uh, the debates. So we had the debate in Arizona last night. Now, normally we're not going to focus just on an Arizona story. However, Arizona is one of those swing states, one of those pivotal, oh my God, this is really a big deal state. So um, that's pretty cool. So we have Mark Kelly, um, former astronaut, um, former Navy guy, um, CEO of Giffords, the uh, gun uh, control group. And um, the husband of former Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords. And then we have um, Martha McSally, who was appointed to fill um, this seat and uh, in in the Senate. And uh, after losing an election to Kristen Sinema, she lost the other election. Right. Right. And she's about to lose this one. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's about to lose again. Um, you know, in a word, here's why she's about to lose. Trump. She embraced him. She just absolutely embraced him. She was she, happy to say his name. Oh no, she she would not say his name last night though. I was, I was being facetious. Yeah. Oh okay. She has she has totally been up Trump's butt for the entire time she's been in Washington D.C. But in this debate, she refused to say his name. Um, She refused to say she supported him. She refused to say she would proudly have served in the military under Trump. Um, She did the McSally (laughs) shuffle, which, you know, she spent the whole night doing the McSally (laughs) shuffle. And if you don't know what that is, that's not answering a question. She'll pivot all around it. She'll change the subject. She'll pretend like she didn't hear you. That's the McSally shuffle. And if you're from Arizona, everybody's familiar with it. And yes, and she she was asked a question, and then she she pointed out to the 
reporter that was the moderator, she said something about you, you, um, you weren't being clear or um, basically accusing the reporter of misstating what she had said. And then, so the reporter let her talk and then without skipping a beat said, and by the way, you and I have discussed this numerous times and I was quite clear. I did not misspeak. I thought yeah, that and, and that wasn't delightful. even the first time she tried that game. I mean, the first question of the oh. night was, uh, "What do you? Th- how do you think the Trump administration is doing on the pandemic? And she didn't even <laughs> oh, answer it. She was tap dancing so hard. Right. It was hilarious. It yes. was absolutely hilarious. And I am going to try to say McSally Shuffle as many times as she said counterfeit Kelly. Oh, my God. Where the hell did that come from? Counterfeit Kelly over and over and over. I don't know how many times, but it was more than 30. It was ridiculous. It was like she ripped a page out of the Trump um, policy book or or the campaign tactics book. And so she used a Trump tactic of nicknaming people. Right. Like he he has nicknames for everybody. And, And so... She has decided that she she came up with something that she thought was oh so clever, and she <laughs> way overused it. You know, right. it might have worked if she like cut back on it by half, maybe. Um, it still doesn't work because when you just if you don't know anything about the issues and you don't know anything about the candidates and you just listen to her speak, you're hearing somebody who has, um, she's, her thinking is tangential. She cannot stay on topic. Her, her um, speech is pressured. She just is this like jackhammer speech at a very high pitch. And she's difficult to listen to, even, even if on those few occasions she starts to make sense. It's still difficult to listen to her, and I can imagine during the the breaks that they had that that her 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 supporters or her her um, handlers are coming over and saying, "Try to be more likable." Right, <laughs> Try feeding, to feeding be more her likeable. Valium in hopes that it will calm her down. <laughs> um, you know, that's an observation you made right out of the gate. She was really wound up, oh, and uh, it was obvious. I want to say for the first five minutes of the debate. I thought she did a great job. I thought she was really pressing a strong case. She had only said uh, counterfeit Kelly, I think, once or twice at that point. And I was worried that she was going to have a good night. But yeah, I was after too the first, first five minutes, there was a repeat of the first five minutes and oh a repeat my. of the first five minutes and a repeat of the first five minutes all night long with the counterfeit Kelly and, and A-10. Yeah, yeah. She must have said, and now A-10 is a military airplane she flew. It's uh, probably kind of out of date now but it continues to be flown as a as a way to help uh tucson with its economy right um not because of its military value and and you know good for them that's what i say good for them they've got a way to pay the bills that helps everybody in tucson which which is a town that could use some some big big uh industry but to hear martha mcsally tell it counterfeit kelly never did anything good with his life, is in bed with socialists, she used the word, is in bed with communists, she used the word. Yes. She was so openly bigoted last night in her speech. 
I don't know how many times, maybe six, maybe five times, she referred to Ilan, uh, Omar, and Rashida Tlaib. She just kept going over and over, saying how he had bankrolled them and he had embraced them and was seen um, endorsing them and just she just kept doing that I think what she was really doing was trying to say look at these people who aren't real Americans I think that's what she was going for and 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 she just kept saying the squad and at one point she said something about how she said it two or three times that that Mark Kelly was um, an organizer for a political, a dangerous leftist extremist group. And And finally, he said, the group that she's referring to is my wife, Gabby Giffords group. Right. That, that he manages for her. And it's a group Giffords that's very involved with, um, uh, the idea that we should have universal background checks and we should have red flag laws. And right. uh, as he said himself, he's a shooter. He said, as he said, I own a lot of guns. I don't want to give them up. Right. And But according to her, this was a cabal. And now that he has supported these people, he is beholding to them. And he has to do what they say. <laughs> the other thing is she she kept trying to say that he was Chuck Schumer's, I don't remember the word she used, but lapdog is a similar, yeah, Chuck Schumer's lapdog. And, and she would vote for Chuck Schumer to be head of the Senate. So he shouldn't be in office because he would support the Democrat to be the uh, Senate Majority Leader, which, you know, it's just silly when you think about it. She was looking for ways to make him toxic. She only had three or four. They weren't even that good. She didn't have direct answers to a single question because she she knows that her answers, she knows that where she is on the issues is counter to the values of, of most Arizonans. When most people. Right. I mean she 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 was she hammered how she was supportive of um, pre-existing conditions with on health care issues and it, that's just so wrong she completely I mean she was so out there with with her comments on on um, the Affordable Care Act she was so excited about it on the floor of, of the house when she was in Congress she was so excited that about replacing or repealing the the not replacing because I still don't have anything yeah, to replace it with, a... but repealing the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare as they called it, and that that she said she got all excited and, and said let's get this effing thing done, and that was just like all over the media, and now all of a sudden she's got amnesia she can't remember any of that. And she said, I've always supported pre-existing conditions. And, and she did her nicest, sweetest smile that she could muster. She did for like a, a nanosecond. And then she lost it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was one of the things. There was another dynamic in this debate that I noticed was Martha McSally saying, I led on, I led on, I led on. And one of the things right. she said she led on was protecting um, pre-existing conditions protecting mm-hmm. the insured who have pre-existing conditions. 
you know, this whole list of things she led on, if she led on them, she was an utter failure because the Republicans have basically tried to stop all of these things. We haven't heard a peep from Martha McSally, but she led on them. And exactly. I found that an interesting right. way to right. avoid the question. Now, go back to the Trump questions. They were very interesting. The first question was a Trump question. Are you proud of how he's done on the pandemic? And she didn't answer that. The second question is, are you proud of the way John McCain, Donald Trump has handled John McCain? Now, she did say after a lot of pressing that she said it pisses me off. And I think that was her high point for the night. Right. Um, she was also asked if she would be proud to serve under Donald Trump, and she would neither say Donald Trump's name or say yes to that question. So, and there was another one. You know, she was asked to um, if if she was happy with the pandemic. She was asked if she, if she was happy with the uh, the way the administration has gone. All of these, she refused to say Donald Trump's name pointedly. Even when the right. moderators re-asked the questions and pointed out that she hadn't answered them, right? she just did the McSally shuffle again. Clearly, hands down, Mark Kelly won that debate. And he's so far ahead of her in fundraising and in the polls that he kind of only had to not screw up last night. But he did really well. I was really right. pleased with his performance. I thought he was great. You didn't like his tie. Oh, my God. Oh, well, you know, they're, they're, of course, sticking to the important things. His tie was about 30 years out of date. Oh, um, but other than that, I think he had a good debate. I don't <laughs> think he had a great debate. I mean, I think there were a couple of questions he refused to answer that didn't look good for him. Uh, like, like, would you support uh, an end to the filibuster? That's not a question you can answer easily because um, the filibuster is, is mostly gone except for the things Republicans want to hold up. But he should uh, have answered it. And he right. he skirted around it. He did. He did. Yeah. And I understand what he's doing. He doesn't want to um, create enthusiasm among his, his uh, opposing voters. Right. But it's not a strategy that really works anymore the way it used to in the past. You know, I'll give it considered consideration. Uh, he used the same answer for whether he would vote for Chuck Schumer to be the uh, Senate Majority Leader. And I, I think that one's a no-brainer. So he should have just answered right. it. He should have just said, well, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the heck is your problem? <laughs> I will not only do that, I will carry him on my shoulders up to the podium <laughs> and, and kick Mick, Mitch McConnell to the curb. That's what I was said. It was pretty funny. I just, I really had... Um, I just found it laughable. I found it laughable. So if you want to see um, something that's not going to make you depressed, <laughs> you can watch that. But I will tell you, it is hard to listen to her speak, regardless yes. of what she's talking about, because that that high-pitched, hammer-like voice going right. at 500 words per minute that it, 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 it's like, oh, my God, have you borrowed Donald Trump's Adderall? What, <laughs> are you sharing yeah. his son's cocaine? Come on, let's slow down, take a breath, breathe, think. And my God. part of that is not her fault. She just has an annoying voice. But she when does. you add the annoying voice to the rapid fire um, trying to keep anybody else from talking or asking a question. It's just, it was pretty annoying. And I think that was the reaction on social media. The reaction on social media that I saw was this uh, counterfeit Kelly thing is stupid. 
Yes. And if she had just said it once or twice, the same comment that I made, it might have been okay. But for her to say it 30, 40, I, it could have been 50 times she right. said it. And how many times did she mention, I think about six times, did she mention um, that he was basically in bed with Ilhan Omar and, and Rashida Tlaib? I mean, he said their names so many times and, right. and even said that Omar is his wingman. Is you right. know, and, and it's like seriously, the 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 guy was a, a shuttle commander. Please, he was an astronaut for God's sakes. Please, he was a Navy pilot. Come on, yeah, you know, give me a he break. was he is among the most patriotic people you could put in this position. Yeah, um, I would in fact say he's much more patriotic than Martha McSally, who you know did something good in the military and hasn't really done anything since. Yeah, that's why she keeps saying a ten, a ten, a ten. But let's talk. A, <laughs> that's all she's got. A, yeah. Well, and you know, counterfeit Kelly, and um, but let's talk just for a couple of minutes before we before we go to break about Mark Kelly and his presentation. You thought he did great. I thought he did okay. I didn't think he had a stellar debate, but he did the thing he had to do, which you said also. He had to not mess it up. He's so far ahead. Mm-hmm. It's the race is his to lose. So I thought he was very personable. I thought yes. he was. He had some good answers. There were a couple of times when he skirted the issue, and I didn't get why. I mean, just just say, just say right. you, you you don't have anything to lose here. Just say what you need to say. Um, you know, if you're not willing to get rid of, rid of the filibuster, then say it. You know, <laughs> just right. stand up and say it and say why. You know, he just, uh, did mm. have though. He had a, a um, brilliant and detailed answer on climate change, and he had a an effective rebuttal to McSally's claim that that uh, Gifford's group was a was a you know essentially a communist organization. I think she used the <laughs> word communist and socialist a few times. Yeah. She tried to tie him to Bernie Sanders. I'm not sure I get what the connection is there because they're as different as night and day. Um, yeah. and, and of course, Chuck Schumer, the boogeyman, Chuck Schumer, which is the same, you know, the boogeyman, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same BS. Uh, but, but I think he had did a, a good, credible job. He had some really good answers. I don't think it was a brilliant debate. I think there were a lot of, it was his first debate. Well, I'm not complaining. Yeah, don't she, get me wrong. I'm not complaining. This had... is the difference between good and brilliant. <laughs> That's where True. we okay. we're talking about on the margin. True. No, I okay. thought he did a good job. And and maybe if he had 10 more debates, he would be a, a genius at it because the guy's a genius. Yeah. You know, he's never failed at anything as far as I know. Um, so he's the man to beat. And uh, I don't see it happening from this debate. Yeah. If this debate is going to change minds, I don't think it changed a single one. I don't think she earned a single vote. No, I don't think I don't he think lost so. a single vote. She um, might have lost some votes. No, probably not, because their base supporters are Trump-based supporters. So, um, yeah, and you know, she did. She did what she needed to do was to not, um, not stand up for Trump. To just stay, you know, in in his good graces, and she she did that. She yeah, did that. I think that's true. And we're in an era where people are sick of Trump. Yeah. And for her to be using these tactics, I think she may have lost some votes. I think that, that people who are on the fence are going to say, counterfeit Kelly, that's 
just stupid. <laughs> it's not nice. It's not polite. Yeah. It's not what I want my senator to do. That's just right. stupid. Exactly. Exactly. When we come back, we'll, we'll come back from our break and we'll fill you in on the uh, Kamala Harris and that guy debate. <laughs> Pence. His name is Pence. Remember? Whatever. <laughs> His name is Toast. What if we as human beings on this planet were able to create jobs and prosperity by going green? That is by being economically and environmentally wiser in our use of energy and resources. Could it be done? Why, yes. That's what our friends at Economic and Human Dimensions Research Associates specialize in. Whether for the World Bank, European nations, or for states and counties here in the U.S., they specialize in assessing and promoting ways to increase local jobs and prosperity through greater energy and resource productivity. Contact Economic and Human Dimensions Research Associates at theresourceimperative.com. All one word, theresourceimperative.com. Wow. What a debate last night. That vice presidential debate was amazing. Uh, your thoughts, Jimmy. What did you think? Well, I was expecting the smackdown and crackdown, but uh, <laughs> what we got was something a little more subtle than that. Um, I think that Kamala Harris proved herself to be an adroit debater in difficult circumstances. I think Gwen Eiffel lost total control, and I think Pence uh, tried to run his version of the Trump playbook, interrupting and uh, Wait. refusing to stop speaking. Wait, you said Gwen Eiffel? Is that not right? No, she's dead. Well, she seemed like she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Jimmy, you screwed that up. <laughs> I was like, did he say what I think he said? No, wait, he did. Stop, well, stop. <laughs> and what's her name? What's her name? I don't know. Susan Page, something like that. Yeah, Susan Page sounds right. Sometimes we screw up here at Wait What? Politics <laughs> with Zuma and Steel. And this would be one of those times. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, back to the it. crackdown in Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> or the Smackdown in Cracktown. This just keeps getting worse and worse. Oh my so God. the debate. Kamala Harris, uh, Mike Pence. This is a similar debate to what we had last time, which I have been calling... Um, Mark Kelly and the troll. And this was a similar <laughs> thing, you know, Kamala Harris and the troll. Uh, uh, Pence was just as, as um, smarmy as he always is. He has a smarmy oh. kind of country preacher way of uh, this picking your pocket. Fake stuff, this fake politeness, this fake Christian you know, oh, shucks, ma'am, I'm just, you know, I'm so glad to see you here. You know you can't believe a word that's coming out of my mouth because <laughs> if my lips are moving, I'm surely being a liar. Um, right. he, he could not tell the truth if, if he had to save his life. That, that whole thing last night was filled with so many of his lies. There was racism, there was misogyny, there was 
ignorance. There was mansplaining. There was just chauvinistic crap. Oh, yeah. Accusations of communism and socialism. I mean, this debate had it all. I will say it was much more polite than the other debate, but it was not polite. Pence was not polite. He was not playing by the rules. He was not being honest. He was mansplaining. Yes, right. That that misogyny, he went he went after both the moderator and Kamala. And he did that because they were women. And so he knew that he could interrupt them. He could talk over them. He could he could mansplain. He could sort of well not sort of he could undermine and devalue the accomplishments of Senator Harris. And that's just bull. Well, that's what he said. I'm not, I'm not sure he was really able to do that. I think she came out the clear winner. Well, maybe not. Well, he tried. What do you mean the not? Clear winner, the clear winner was the fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fly. <laughs> the clear social media winner. Social media has spoken. And during oh the God. debate, a fly landed on Mike Pence's hair and stayed there for the better part of two minutes. And, and immediately we had two memes going on. One of them, all it said was, I sent the fly, was, was um, uh, Joe Biden sitting there with a fly swatter. <laughs> that was Biden's doing. He, Biden did two <laughs> things afterwards. One is he, he uh, put up a link and a picture of him with a fly swatter. And the other thing he did was um, he put up a, hat, or a, a website called flyvote.com that actually linked <laughs> to ivote.com. But, you know, the memes I saw were just incredible. I saw a terrific meme of a fly uh, holding a Biden-Harris sign. Uh, (laughs) I loved it. That was funny. You know, there were all sorts of... uh, So the fly was the big winner. I hate to say it. Uh, Kamala Harris was a close second. I think she did an excellent job. And so I I really, as, as hilarious as the fly was, and as hilarious, well, not hilarious, but concerning, as... Pence's seemingly bloodshot eyes. He, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I was bad. I was really bad. I went on and what I tweeted. I tweeted, um, "Is pink eye a pre-existing condition?" <laughs> <laughs> Just asking for a friend. Oh my! <laughs> I got oh quite my. a few well, repeats. <laughs> you know, another friend of mine, a doctor, called it COVID pink eye. Yeah. Uh, I know. You know, so we'll see what happens. Uh, It would not surprise me to learn that Trump came to that debate sick. Oh, it would not surprise me at all. Pence came to that debate to that debate sick because Trump certainly did. Yeah. And really, what we've learned from these two debates now is that the Trump campaign will make agreements Mm -hmm. and not keep them. Now, if this isn't a perfect metaphor for the dishonest relationship Trump has had with the American people, uh, he can't even say, I'll agree to a rule for a debate. And Mike Pence was just as bad in that respect. He couldn't even keep to the rules of the debate. He had to cheat. And really, that's all he had was cheating and lying. Right. Um, And he lied about some really incredibly important things. And we couldn't, we couldn't. And, and and that's that's the danger. The fly thing, the pink eye thing, really needs to be put to the side now, because right. what we had was the one and only vice presidential debate, and he lied through the entire 
thing. And, and he right. had such a display of misogyny that it, 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 it was maddening. You know, I, I, I watched and, and I, heard, I heard Kamala repeatedly have to stop him. Uh, Mr. Vice President, she said, I'm speaking. And, you know, showing, because as a woman, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we all know what it's like when a man interrupts a qualified woman. We know right. this. It's her turn to speak, and he starts talking over her. And, and you know, I, I loved it when she said to the moderator, he interrupted me, and I'd like to finish, please. We, these are things that every woman needs to be saying. I, I think every little girl should learn the, to say, I will not sit here and be lectured to, or I am speaking. I am speaking. It's my turn to talk. You know, I just, I, she, Kamala did that last night with a smile because she had to. There's this double standard. In our society, women candidates have to be likable. And if you're a black woman, you cannot afford to be angry or nasty or aggressive. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if it was me and he was doing that to me last night, I would have been tempted to say, excuse me, excuse me, you pink-eyed pile of flybait. I'm talking to you. <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> well, and, and there's another reason she didn't do that. I yeah. mean, you know, the thing we all wanted to see her do was eviscerate Mike Pence. Yeah. But from a practical standpoint, when you're far in the lead, you don't want to do that. You don't want to say something that mm -mm. somebody can say was rude or, you know, they can be they can turn into a meme of how rude she was. So she was somewhat reserved. I mean, she was not full on prosecutor, but she didn't take any crap. No, she didn't. You she know. didn't. And and it, I think she actually ended up with more from what I read. She ended up with more airtime than he did. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Although it didn't seem like it as often as he interrupted her. Yeah, that's not how I saw it, but um, but uh, you know somebody has to count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did. I didn't see that either, but somebody was counting and said she got like three and a half minutes more, which just seemed outrageous. I can't believe. Perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect happy ending. Well, let's talk about some of the lies that Pence told. All right. You know, th there was a lie where he compared his what he called uh, the administration's completely successful response to coronavirus. Oh my God to um swine flu are there really any what are there any people left on the planet who are that gullible that are going to believe that crap seriously i would say yeah i would say yes for sure but none of us <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no thinking person oh. no thinking person compares a disease that was had a, a minor level of fatality to this mess no thinking person, you know, what you want to do is you want to compare this to how Obama handled Ebola, yeah, which is a deadly disease, hugely deadly disease. If Obama had handled Ebola like Trump has handled coronavirus, mm. it would have been a disaster. But instead, nine people died. Nine. nine. Here we have more than 210,000 Americans. Versus nine. Versus nine. And, and he thinks they did just a fine job. Huh? Oh, they did a great job. Bang up job. Yeah. And, and when, she, when she called him out on that, 
he said, well, I don't think you should be turn you should be putting down the American people like that. You know, it was just like right. shifting the blame to the American people. It is well, like, not only that, but it was very pejorative. And, and besides being a total dodge, because nobody was talking about what the American people have sacrificed. Right. We we're talking about the government's response to coronavirus. Right. Um, but it was also in a really patronizing way. You know, that came across really patronizing to me. I, I would have to say that if I were measuring... I think Trump may have sealed or Pence may have sealed Trump's losses among suburban women because any, yeah, you know, yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what do you think? How do you think this last night's debate, the vice presidential debate, how do you think it impacted Trump's reelection campaign? And, and, and I agree. I, I think if there was, if if there were any white suburban on the fence women out there, he didn't he didn't gain a single one of them, and he probably lost a few. Yeah, not a one. And um, I I think there may be some southern women who like his style. They like his calm, reassuring. I'm your pastor style of talking. I'm your dad. Uh, I'm your daddy. But that all comes with a collection plate. It doesn't come with, you know, a service. <laughs> it comes with a collection plate. And if that's all you want is a collection plate that does no good in the world, then Pence is your man. There was a lot of talk about um, the climate accord, the Iran nuclear deal, the various good agreements that Trump pulled out of. Right. And, um, and that, you know, that it was essentially we're going to try and get back into as soon as Joe Biden wins the election. Um, but they continue to demonize these agreements that they pulled out of TPP, uh, the Iran nuclear deal, uh, the Paris Climate Accords as being terrible and awful, and they have no substance for it. The other thing that got talked about a lot was uh, um, Affordable Care, affordable the Affordable Care Act. Right. The ACA. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, Kamala Harris brought it up. And um, the topic was, well, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> I think the moderator asked the question, well, what are you going to offer? She asked that question. You know, they keep saying, we've got a plan. We've got a plan. It has now been. Where is it? It has now been seven years that they're going to have a plan <laughs> in two weeks. You've got to have a plan. It even, preceded, huh? it even preceded Trump. And, it, you know, that lets you know what a, a feckless bunch the Republican That's Party the is. That's the longest the two years, weeks. He says every about every month, he says, we have a plan. We're going to unveil it in two weeks. It'd be the greatest plan ever. The greatest thing you ever saw. <laughs> Nothing better. <laughs> I like it when she course, said that that uh, on the vaccine vaccination, that if there was, you know, a, a vaccination that had been tested and, and put through its paces and 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 the FDA recommended it, that she'd be the first in line. But if if it if. If it was a vaccination that Trump was recommending, nobody else, mm -hmm. she wouldn't take it. Right. And, uh, you know, Pence was very um, supportive of um, the, the addition to the Supreme Court of uh, Barrett and, you know, was not honest about it. He was asked specifically about, you know, his uh, stance on abortion. He wouldn't use the word abortion. Right. He wouldn't say what he believes. And And the reason that he wouldn't, do that is because he 
he knows that a majority of Republican women, as well as Democratic women um, and men, support the right to choose. The right, right to have a safe and legal abortion is a very popular right. And that's uh, had been a, a strategy among anti-choice activists for about 20 years to not say what they really want to do, mm-hmm. to not say uh, they think the women, the woman is a sinner if she gets an abortion. They don't say that stuff out loud because they know it just won't play in today's America. That's right. So they so they talk around it, and you know she's a very conservative. It's very important for us, and of course Democrats like us are reminding people that this is not only abortion; this is the Affordable Care Act too. Uh, both things are on the table, and uh, I think Barrett just yesterday said she wouldn't recuse him herself from any election related uh, um, shenanigans that come to the Supreme right. Court. So yeah. the fix is in. Yeah. It's worth talking about packing the Supreme Court a little more because this is something that Pence tried to bring up and really flog this idea of packing the court, packing the court, packing the court. Kamala Harris, being the person she is, had a brilliant reply. And she basically said of the 50 appeals court judges that you guys have appointed, 50 are white men. So, you know, who's packing the court? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I do think, I do believe that when the new administration is sworn in, we need to start talking about um, reform of the Supreme Court. Because in fact, now uh, Republicans have stolen two seats on the Supreme Court that they weren't entitled to. They weren't entitled to the one Merrick Garland that they refused to convene. And playing by those rules, the rules that they stated, they aren't entitled to to, uh, bear it either. Neither one. So they've stolen two. And that's because we need to reform how the court is done. You know, of course, I've talked about my proposal for that before, which is I think the court should be uh, the number should be raised to 21. And I think that uh, five uh, should be assigned to each case. That'll do a few things. One is it'll clear out the backlog at the court. But the other thing is it'll make it much harder to have a partisan court and have a partisan judgment. It would be much more likely that there'll be actual judging going on when uh, the Supreme Court justices who will hear a case are in flux or maybe randomly assigned from this group of 21. It solves a lot of problems for me. Solves a lot of problems with the court, with how the court has deviated from the rule of law and justice and how they're gonna further deviate in the future. You know, we may well find that we have, we control three branches of government and the Supreme Court being a partisan entity controlled by Republicans, will stymie, try to stymie all progress. And then there was another um, really big conversation last night. There, there was the, the ACA, there was the expanding the court issue. Um, then there was the Green Deal. And they keep bringing up that it's the Green New Deal, and, and they keep saying, that the Republicans keep saying the Green Bad Deal. And right. that, that's just so, you know, nasty. And I, I noticed that Ale- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted last night. She said the Green New Deal is and has been lied about nonstop. And yet it is still popular. It is a massive job creation infrastructure plan to decarbonize 
and increase quality of work and life. It's okay to call the GOP out on those lies, just as we call them out on all of their other lies. You know, and, and I will go one step further. Joe Biden and Kamala both are doing something that I definitely disagree with. Um, they are promising that they won't ban fracking. I think mm-hmm. we need to ban fracking. I think yeah, we I think, absolutely think, need to, ba- to ban fracking. I think we all fracking. need to do that. Yeah. I think we all need to do that. Maybe we need to bring the country along a little more first. Maybe. Um, but We're uh, running think, out of time. We don't really yes. have, but that's another topic for another show. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that Penn said that really stuck, struck me in that his derogation of Biden's climate plan. See, the thing is, he talked about the Green New Deal as if it was some communist socialist plot. And then he talked about Joe Biden's plan as being just like the Green New Deal, but not called the Green New Deal. And one of the arguments he made for why that was true is that the Biden plan calls for retrofitting millions of buildings to make them more climate, uh, less, less pollu- to make them less polluting. And his response to that, Mike Pence said this out loud. He said, all those 40 million buildings, that will cost jobs. Well, <laughs> how does it stupid. cost jobs to put people to work renovating buildings? That creates jobs. When right. you take a building and you make it more energy efficient and you make it less polluting, then, then you're, you're reducing the amount of greenhouse gases. But when you have somebody who is buying and installing a, a low-flow toilet, when you have somebody who's putting solar on the roof of a high-rise building, when you have, you're creating, somebody's going to make those panels and, right. and you know, you've got to build them, you've got to sell them, you've got to install them. We're talking a lot of new jobs. And, you know, we should be doing this nationwide. In fact, in Arizona, this, this past year, they passed a, a law that would um, make it illegal to, um, uh, do anything that would um, keep to put in any kind of legislation that would would impede the gas company, for instance, <laughs> from doing whatever it wanted to do in the solar state, in the best state in the country right. for solar. So, if I wanted to put in a bill that says um, you should you should do this and you should electrify everything because we can generate electricity through solar energy, a renewable source. Right. Um, they could say, nope, you're breaking the law. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, that's. You know, Maryland and D.C. are better about solar than Arizona. And that's a sad story. Pennsylvania everybody, is. <laughs> every, everybody is. <laughs> but crazy. the sun, the people that live in the sun yeah. state. But see, that, this is what I mean. That last night's debate, the vice presidential debate, had so many important things in it, so many issues. The questions that were brought up were great, but Pence refused to answer them. And when he did answer, he would lie and, 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 and just interrupt Kamala every time she tried to talk. And so it, it was a huge disrespectful disservice to the American people. We deserve to have a debate where both sides are heard. They could have made some points. They could, mm-hmm. they could have done that. That's the way the system was set up. But, you know, oh, and speaking of the system, the, the moderator, she was awful. She was awful. 
to just let him get away with all of this crap. And I'm sorry, but but saying thank you, Vice President Pence. Thank you. Thank you. When she should Every have been time, saying shut up. Yeah, shut the <laughs> hell up. Pence. I'm yeah. gonna turn your mic off, you moron. Right. But no, she she just let him go. And not only did she let him go, she tried to interrupt him by saying, Thank you, Vice President Pence, over and over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's like thanking him. And if you, it's just as a tactic, if you want to get somebody to shut up during a debate, you can't say, thank you, Vice President, and then wait a while. You just have to keep repeating, thank you, Vice President, thank you, Vice President, thank you, Vice President, mm -hmm. until the guy realized he's being talked over, and he might as well shut up. Right. That's what you have to do. She was not great, but the Presidential Debate Commission has been a big flop. Mm -hmm. And I think they've always had these milk toasts. You know, several years ago, they didn't used to have the candidates make the rules. And several years ago, they changed that. And I think, um, I don't remember when it was, but it was because somebody wasn't coming. And they've been a total flop. Now, I do understand that they've said the next debate, presidential debate will be virtual. Now, obviously, the reason they're doing it is because Trump wants to show up sick. And they're not participating in a in a COVID super spreader event like he had at the White House. Yeah. Um, so he wants to show up sick. Nobody wants him to show up sick. So they've said they'll have a virtual debate. Trump has said he won't attend, which is fine with me. I'm okay with that. If, if he doesn't attend, they should do a forum. Yeah, and I, I think what will happen is he will realize that that's not working and he will still attend. Um, but if he doesn't, great. Who needs him? You know, yeah. he's just a big blowhard full of crap guy. His, his presence is not needed. Somebody tweeted last night that cutting the mics would be nice, but the debate moderators really need a lie swatter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking shock collars. Shock yeah. collars are the way to <laughs> there go. There you go. And and just... and James Carvels um, was 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 on Twitter last night too. You know what I was doing after the after the debate and during the debate. Um, but James Carville was on MSNBC, and he said he viewed that as the first debate of the 2024 cycle. <laughs> well, that's right. I don't always agree with James Carville, but uh, he's right funny. about that. He's right about that. Um, Mike Pence is definitely playing to um, be the, the president, the comeback president after Trump gets kicked out. We're also seeing a lot of a lot of prominent Republicans have now realized that Trump's going to lose and they're starting to pivot from him. You know, his thing that he was going to uh, shut down negotiations for a coronavirus relief bill, mm -hmm. stupid politics, a stupid idea. And some Republicans are coming out and saying, you know, in tepid ways that they don't agree with it. Right. So that's the, that's the kind of place we're in now. And the debate just kind of reinforced people's choices and but also there was one more point i wanted to make because it feels oh, like you're ahead. about to wrap up and at the very end you know you, you just think that it, the pence family had one rule one friggin rule that they were to follow wear your mask and there was pence's wife at the end of the debate walking up to her hubby not wearing a mask yeah both against the rules. Mm -hmm. Everybody else in the building, except the candidates and the moderator, had to wear a mask. Right. So he broke the rules. She broke the rules. 
these are rules that they agreed to. Mm -hmm. They signed off on these rules. So mm -hmm. it's not like they were forced on them and they're just being, you know, revolutionary or whatever. They are stupid for not wearing masks, <laughs> particularly now, yes. particularly since, but you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Pence turns up with coronavirus, although mm. that will be kept a secret. Yeah, um, it will be. But her, it was the it was the epitome of hubris. Yeah, you know, it was the same as saying my wife is a teacher, so she's the prominent, the foremost expert on education in the country. That's what Mike Pence said about his wife. They both seem to be kind of like mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mother. <laughs> Don't even get me started on how creepy that is. That's just really strange. It's creepy. Ew. Okay. I know. Right. And that's our debate wrap up for <laughs> uh, the, the only vice presidential debate. Uh, I think next Tuesday we're going to supposedly supposed to have or not have uh, uh, the next presidential debate. Trump has said he's coming sick or he's, and then he said he's not coming because they wouldn't let him come sick. Uh, we'll be watching that too. And we'll be filling yeah. you in on what we learned from that and what we thought the highlights were. Yeah. So thanks for listening. All right. And we'll, we'll see you next time. You bet on Wait What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Well, that's it for today's show. If you find yourself saying, wait, what? Don't worry, we'll be back next week. Subscribe to Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media and try out our quick takes. So here's the thing, commentary from Victoria Steele and the Zop Topical Explainers from Jimmy Zuma. I'm Monica Price. <laughs> <laughs>